How's everybody doing? Sweet. So am I. Um, what I want to start with is uh, just to kind of do a recap of what Nate talked about last week um, and what community is about for those. I think everyone here knows what community is about. Everyone's been here, but for the sake of podcast, I'm going to do it again. Um, community is just a place where we come. And we focus on Jesus, and we focus on the gospel of Christ, um, and furthering the kingdom, of, furthering the kingdom of God. And um, I think uh, Jesus is the perfect example of, of of mission, of us on mission. The series that we're in is called Dear Elko, and it's basically um, talking about the gospel on mission in First Corinthians and. Um, to begin, um, oh, we're also going to be talking about contextualization. That'll be later in the in the message, and you guys can all join in, talk. This is not just me; I'm not a pastor. So please, if you have something to say, please interrupt. Say it. It's cool. Um, Nate last week was in chapter eight of First Corinthians, talking about uh, our rights as believers and um, what we can and what we can't do. And even though you have rights and freedom in Christ, you shouldn't always use them. You should be smart with them. And uh, we're going to start in 1 Corinthians 9. So if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to 1 Corinthians 9. Does everyone have a Bible? I know there's some right there. Thanks, Chrissy. Um, Anybody need a Bible? Need one? Cool. Um, In 1 Corinthians 9, we're skipping uh, verses 1 through 14 because uh, that's talking basically, in a nutshell, about pastors and why they get paid. And um, that's really not concerning us right now because I'm not a pastor. He's not a pastor. We're not a church. So um, we're going to go back, go down to uh, verse 15. And this is when Paul starts talking about uh, his rights. Um, but before we do that, um, I want to briefly discuss what the gospel is, um, just for an intro. Uh, the gospel is basically 2,000 year, years ago, Jesus coming down in the form of a man to save us, uh, was born in a manger, was beaten, and rose again, and... Um, is now living for us and praying for us. Um, and now we are called to be missionaries um, and spread that gospel, that good news. Um, Jesus, like I said earlier, was the perfect example of a missionary. Um, uh, Jesus was on mission like he has called us to be on mission. He, God the Father sent God the Son down to earth. He was born in a manger. That's Jesus on mission. He was... Teaching, preaching, healing, that's Jesus on mission. He died, that's Jesus on mission. He rose again, that's Jesus on mission. And when, before he ascended up to heaven, the Holy Spirit came as he was leaving and now indwells in us and sends us out on mission as believers to further the kingdom. And it's, it's really sad, like our, our, our generation and our culture here in America, a lot of the churches and a lot of the believers view Mission is going to church and going home and reading their Bibles and sitting in a pew every Sunday. And sometimes on Wednesdays we go to church and 
You know, we listen to the pastor there and we think we're good and we call that mission for us. We think that's mission. But that's far from mission. Um, Our outlook on mission, as Harvey put it in the podcast, I will do anything but sin to lead people to Christ, putting our selfish desires away. Um, Giving up your rights, as Nate said last week, to lead people to Christ. If you want to be a missionary, forget about your rights. Forget them. Um, We need to sometimes put those on hold, put them away. Um, But reading our Bibles, going to church, that just isn't enough. Um, That's not mission. It's not about how much we know, how how mature we are as Christians. And I like how I like how Harvey put it in the podcast again. Our spiritual maturity isn't measured by how much of the Bible we know, but how much of God's gospel we obey. Sometimes we think our mission is, well, I know a lot of scripture, so I'm I'm good, I'm cool, yeah, we're good. But that's that's not it. Not how mature Christian you are, um, but how much of the gospel you obey. Um, so. We're going to start in verses 15 through 18. Who wants to read? 15 through 18. Chapter 9. For I have none of these, these things, nor have I written these things. First should be done, so to me. For it would be better for me to die than that anyone should make my boasting void. For I preach the gospel, I have nothing to boast of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yes, woe is me if I do not preach to the, if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do, this willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will I have been entrusted with a stewardship, what is my reward then? That when I preach the gospel, I may present the gospel of Christ without charge, that I may not abuse my authority. Awesome. And just for the sake of podcast, I'm going to read that again. But I have made no use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provision. For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. For if I have preached the gospel, that gives me no grounds for boasting. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do so on my own will, I have a reward. But if not of my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. That then my reward, what is then my reward? That in preaching I may present the gospel free of charge, so not to make full of use of my rights in the gospel. Basically, what Paul is saying here is, I gave up my rights to follow God. I am willing to give up, like the verses we didn't teach on, he was talking about pastors getting paid. He's willing to give up being paid. He's willing to give up anything anyone's willing to give him so that souls are saved. And now he's asking us to give up ours. What are we willing to give up so that people can know the gospel, that people can become saved? Are you willing to give up things you love and the things you enjoy and the things you hold really close to you that you've had your whole life to see other people saved? Um, Giving up your rights, giving up the freedoms that you have in Christ. I mean, uh, Paul said um, that he's willing to even not eat meat if it offends his brother, to help lead people to Christ. I mean, Paul's crazy and he's awesome and we should follow his, his um, example. And I know in my life I'm, I'm pretty stubborn and I'm, I'm not willing to give up a lot of my rights and 
I say this is how it is, this is the way it should be, and I'm going to do it whether people like it or not. And I'm not really thinking about furthering the kingdom of God. And that's the way with a lot of us. And um, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, let's jump down to verse verse 19. Who wants to read just verse 19? Go for it, man. Nice and loud, buddy. I'll read that one more time. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. The first thing you need to understand one of the first things in becoming a Christian, becoming a Christian is becoming a servant. And we all need to become servants. Um, Paul became a servant to lead people to Christ. And being a servant isn't, there's, it, that's, that's a huge topic. You can go for days about being a servant. Um, just minor things. Think of your job, how you perform at your job. I start a new job tomorrow. It's like a, it's like a clean slate for me starting tomorrow. I failed many times in my old job. Thank God he forgives. But tomorrow's a clean slate. I know I'm going to fail, but at my job, how am I a servant? How am I doing my job? How am I performing at my job? Am I doing it to the best of my ability? Am I doing my schoolwork to the best of my ability? Am I, I know it sounds corny, but finishing my homework, showing your teachers I'm a hard worker because I love Jesus and he's called me to do this, being a teacher, whatever job at a medical person or whatever it is that, you're, that you do, how are you doing it? Becoming a servant, serving others at your job. Um, think of your time. Um, all of you guys that are here, you've given up something to be here, and that's awesome. And giving up our time to further the kingdom of Christ, to see other people saved, that's probably the biggest thing we can do. That's what we're called to do. It's a command in Matthew, and if we don't do it, we're disobeying God. It's not an option. We're called to go. We're called to be servants. We're called to wash people's feet in a sense. We're called to do these things. And a lot of times we don't do them because we just aren't going to stoop down to that level because we're better than that. And we forget about the gospel. We forget about the mission that Christ has called us to be in. And that's to be a servant. Um, in verse 20 and 22, who wants to read 20 through 22? I know we're moving kind of fast, but...
Awesome. Paul right here is bringing an unchanging message to a changing culture. Um, in verse 19 or verse 20, I'm going to read it. To the Jews, I became a Jew in order to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became one as under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became one as to outside the law, not being, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak, and I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. That is like extremely powerful. Paul wants people saved so much. He wants to see the kingdom of God grow so much that he's willing in to, to change a lot of his, like his personality in some ways. Um, he was a Jew, and to the Jews, he, he knew their culture. He knew what they ate. He knew how they talked. He knew their humor. He knew everything about the Jews. And so ministering to the Jews, he, it was, in a, in a way, really simple for him because he, he understood their culture. To other cultures, he, he had to learn, and he was willing to learn. He was willing to put what he was used to aside and to try and win those to Christ. Uh, to the weak, he became weak. He stooped down to their level. And that's really powerful. Like I said earlier, we're, sometimes we're too self-righteous to to go below what we normally are and to see other souls saved. Um, or like Nate said, somebody else will do it. That wasn't Paul's mentality. He was like, I'm doing this. And whether and no one else does it or not, I'm doing this. And I think that's really, really, really powerful. And um, I'm not saying change who you are as a person but understand who you're ministering to and who you're reaching out to. Um, go for it. 20 through 23, just reading that right now, kind of, it really actually just like really hit me like, in a way, kind of, well, not in a way, um, Christianity in America has, we've actually Americanized Christianity. We made it to where um, we'll do it and we are serious about it, but only to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. and only to a place to where we're comfortable how it fits into our life. But um, 20 through 23 is kind of, if you think about it, it's kind of, uh, Paul is actually a little bit radical about it, which is what we need to be. Um, but we worry that well, about what people think or we worry about our comfort. And that's kind of awesome that he did that, that he said that, that he was willing to do whatever it took to witness to people and to further the kingdom and that just really hit me and kind of convicted me like we really need to to not care and to not worry about um, you know it, how it affects us and just do it exactly and I like I like how Harvey put it um, doing everything we can but sin to lead people to Christ um, there's a, wa- a right way to go about this and looking at this. And if you're looking at a culture or, or whatever, or whoever you're ministering to and sharing the gospel with, it's what is good and what is sin and going and tackling and tackling that in that aspect. Um, not falling into sin while ministering to whoever you're ministering to. A good example is um, Hudson Taylor. He was a missionary to China. And all these missionaries were coming back from China, and they weren't um, 
it didn't seem like the gospel was getting spread like it should have been. And there's reasons for that. And Hudson Taylor saw that. So Hudson Taylor grew out his hair just like the Chinese. He, under, he learned their language. He ate what they ate. He understood their humor. He, he did all these things and went over there and was winning souls. And that is contextual, contextualization. It's a weird word. Is um, willing to put what you've known your whole life aside to share the gospel with someone who doesn't know it and going about it in a way that you are a way adapting to what they do. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, you're not going to go to Africa and try and, you know, bring pizza over there and cheeseburgers and try and win them to Christ. I just, I mean, stuff like that just doesn't work. You're going to have to eat the stuff they eat, which my, a lot of my friends just got back from Africa, and there's some gnarly stuff over there. It's, it's crazy, like, asking them if they want snake eyes and stuff like that. Here's a tongue of a fish. You should eat it raw, and it's weird stuff. Um, but willing to do that in order to share the gospel, and Paul did that. Paul was, like Audrey said, he's radical. He was a radical Christian, and he like went over and above and beyond what we, what we don't do, and we should do that. And um, doing everything we can but sin. And we can make any excuse we want to. I did, for two years of my high school career, I well, they're not going to listen, and I'm not going to do that, and um, somebody else will do it. And it's really, in a sense, a way of saying, you don't care where that person spends eternity. You don't care where your friend's spending eternity. And that's kind of a, a scary thing. I mean, Christ didn't have to save you. He didn't have to save me, but he did. He died and, and was beaten beyond recognition for us. And here we are, scared to share the gospel and... Um, I don't know what I'm going to say and all these things, but, you know, we, we make these excuses. Exactly. Like, Jesus left a perfect culture, heaven. No sin, no nothing, no tears, no nothing. Perfect. And he chose to leave his throne to come down here and walk among us in a culture of full of sin and hate and bitterness and pride and murder and struggle with what we struggle with and go through with what we go, with, go through. And he did it and for 33 years. And then he died. And now we make all these excuses not to go. And I'm not saying you might not be ever called to Africa or China or Japan or wherever, but you walk out these doors and that's a mission field. Elko is a huge mission field. I mean, look at the schools. Look at, I mean, your work environment. People need Jesus more, I mean, just as much here as they do in Africa or wherever. And, you know, we, we need to stop making excuses. I made them for two years and then God slapped me in the face and woke me up. Representing a 
population of Christians in our state because there are so few. Exactly. And to add to that, the so few, it's really sad to see even pastors. I was listening to the radio the other day, and 33% of all the were going through different denominations, but 33% of all Baptist preachers do not believe in the physical resurrection of Jesus. And it's really sad. Like, that's, that's what we're teaching. And it's, it's, it's hard to hear that, and to see us not doing anything is not helping the situation. Um, And so I think that's part of the reason, too, is, is you know, we're supposed to, to go into these places to, to swarm our culture, and yet we have even Christians telling us that we can't do that. And it's just, you look at Jesus, man, from, from perfect to human, and then still perfection, it's, you know, we have his spirit, we have to go. Exactly. He look the way we look today if he was here. For just sure. Because it was robes back then, I mean, if Jesus came in 2011... And like I said earlier, like we make excuses to to not go. And sometimes the excuse, in a weird way, is that we're we're too good, and we know too much of the gospel, and we're we're so wrapped up in how much we know about the word of God, and that we just we know so much, but we don't share it. But Harvey put it in a way in the podcast that was amazing. That said, if you think you know so much about the gospel, you don't. Um, he said. Uh, what was it, Nate? He said, um, you only... Uh, I can't remember what it was. I have it written down. Um, uh, hold on one second. Let me find it. Um, I'm going to find it because it was amazing. Um, I'm going to find it. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, something. Oh my goodness! I had it written down. I thought. Um, oh, bummer. Um, something along the lines of, you don't know the gospel until you feel compelled to share it with people who don't know it, because the gospel is telling people about the gospel. You can know all the facts about the gospel and not share it. I mean, the demons know probably more than any of us in this room about the gospel. Satan knows more about the gospel than probably any of us do. And we can know all the facts, but if we don't share it, it's useless. And um, we're just scared or too prideful. So who wants to read the last few verses, 24 through 27? Anybody want to read that? So run 
exercise of self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Through which verse? 27. So I do not run in the way. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And for sake of podcast, I'll read it. Do, not know, do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive perishable wealth, but we are in imperishable. So, so I do run aimlessly. I do, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. Um, as Christians, we should be the ones running the races if we're the only ones doing it, as if individually, as if you're the only person doing it. That should be our outlook. If you're the only Christian on earth, your, your goal should be to win other people as if you're the only one doing it. And I think if we thought about it like that, our, our, our mission would be more intense and we would see more fruit and we would see a lot more people come to know Jesus. And if your goal is to just go to church and read your Bible and that's it and come to community and that's it, you're failing. And you should be sharing the word and sharing the gospel with other people all around you. And I know you guys have heard it a million times, but it's so, it's so important. And like Paul is, he's radical about it. He's crazy about it and it's awesome and we should be like that. And... Um, uh, Exactly. And in closing, how are we doing? I mean, a lot of times we walk out these doors and we just, we come in here first and we put on a face and we walk out those doors, take it off, and we are back to our old ways. We're not sharing the gospel with our friends at school. We're not sharing the gospel with our, with our bosses because maybe there's a big raise coming up and we want to get that raise and we're not going to preach to them until I get that raise because we're scared and... It's very important. Jesus wasn't afraid. Jesus was beaten, and look what he did. He was on mission constantly. He was on mission for us, and now it's our turn to be on mission. Uh, we have the Spirit, and it's so powerful. We have the Spirit of God living in us, and we shouldn't take it lightly. I mean, we have so much control thanks to, thanks to the Spirit of God, and he is with us constantly and you shouldn't be scared I know sometimes it's nerve wracking especially at the schools I mean I can't stress that enough I wish I would have done like Nate said way more at the schools I mean that, that place needs Jesus that's our generation that's our next generation and 
So I just challenge you guys, be on mission, go outside these walls and share the gospel. Don't be scared. Don't be too prideful. That way you can't sweep down to somebody else's level and share it with them because we're not good. We're not good enough. And that's why we have Jesus. And we're going to fail, but that's why he forgives and we can keep on going. A just man falls seven times. Or a man falls seven times and the just man gets up those seven times. So just keep in mind that you have the Spirit of God with you and let's be on mission for the kingdom. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you so much for this day, Lord, and we just pray that you will uh, be with this group of people as they go out, Lord, that um, they'll be on mission for you, Lord, like you were for us. And you had us in mind, Lord, and I pray that we'll keep you in mind throughout our daily lives for the rest of this week. Um, Thank you for the food that we're about to eat, Lord, and uh, I just pray for worship, the last few songs, that uh, you'll just fill this place in your name. Amen.